Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints Tomasa Ruiz, who's the Integrated Services Manager for the Asylum Seekers Resource Centre, the Dandenong Branch. Welcome to Viewpoints, uh, Tomasa. Thank you. Thank you for having me this morning. It's my pleasure, Tomasa. Now, um, before we talk about the Asylum Resource Centre and the great work that Dandenong Branch is doing and your role, um, just give us a little information on on what the uh, Asylum Seeker Resource Centre actually does. Yeah, um, well, as um, you probably have seen, the the ASSC is a very... um, large organization who um, is uh, providing assistance to um, a large number of people seeking asylum from um, our office um, in Fuchsgray and um, our office in Danleno. So uh, at the moment, the ESC provides over 30 programs for um, for people seeking asylum through um uh, the um, office in, in Fuchsgray, and as I said, in Dandenong, um, our program is, is a little bit smaller due to, to the capacity that we have at our current center. But um, at the moment, we provide um, English for work for people who are uh, needing to find jobs and whose English is limited. Um, and we also help people to find employment through um a program that is run with um, volunteers who um, provide assistance one-on-one for people seeking employment. We also help people with um, uh, with another program who uh, for people who have um, uh, limited um, access to further education. Uh, as you can understand, there is um uh, very restricted services for people seeking asylum, uh, asylum but we do uh, a bit to help those people um, with uh, further education. Mm, a lot of things. Now, your specific role, um, Tomasa, Integrated Services Manager, uh, what does that actually uh, have you doing? Um, well, um, my role has... Um, at the moment is to run the day-to-day operations of the services from Dandenong, which is supporting uh, four uh, staff who works from there and around 58 volunteers who provide those services to to, to, to the, the people seeking asylum. But um, looking to the future, the, the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre is actually working in partnership with other organizations to open a new integrated services hub, which will be based in Dandenong. Um, We actually have a building that has been purchased uh, with donations from philanthropic organizations. And we are working in partnership with a few organizations and working towards the opening of the hub. So my role in, in looking um, in the few months will be working with um, the partner organizations in the transition into a brand new hub and, and designing um, the, the, the how the, the services um, and which services will be provided there. Mm, that's exciting, exciting work uh, that you're doing now. 
Um, asylum seekers, uh, as you would know, uh, it's a very hot political issue in our country and uh, there are many different opinions about them. Uh, from your perspective, what are the... What are the challenges these people face in coming to to our country? Because clearly, um, clearly, there's uh, a lot of heat out there at times, and uh, difference of opinion about it all. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, look, I have to say that um, for people seeking asylum, um, is it, it is extremely difficult, given that. Um, compare with people who come on protection visas, they don't don't have access to very basic services, and that puts them in a, in a very vulnerable situation. Um, there is a lot of um, how can I put this without being um, too negative? There is there, there are a lot of people in the communities who um, are not very well educated about. Um, the reasons uh, that force people to leave their countries and, and, and you know, end up in, in a situation uh, where they they are um, here waiting for a long time for their um, applications for protection to be resolved. So during that time, people don't have access to, um, you know, world rights. Many of them don't have a English um language and, and, mm. and are not eligible for English um, classes and they are not eligible for training or, or, or um, they find very difficult to um, gain employment given that uh, how competitive it is and, and the limitations they have. Uh, housing is such a big issue for people seeking asylum, not just because of um, uh, you know, the difficulty in accessing housing it, it, for everyone, but for them, given that they don't have um, uh, income, you know, mm. if they are not employed, mm. and the government have um, taken away, you know, the the, the small, um, you know, income they were providing through, uh, through the um, SRSS um, in previous years. So that makes the situation even worse for, for people seeking asylum, which is very detrimental to their um, mental and physical health. So, so Tomasa, given all those obstacles uh, in, in front of them, how do they actually survive? <laughs> yeah, good question. Good question. I ask myself that question every day, you know, how they survive. You know, people are very resilient. And, um, you know, um, being in Australia, even though it is very difficult, um, it's, it's, it's um, a little bit safer than uh, living in, in the places where they have been forced to live. So starting with that, you know, people have, um, I guess, the hope for a, for a better future. And then they um, try to navigate the services that are there like the ASRC, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you get there in the morning and then you see all these people coming and presenting to you with so many needs. And what we're doing is helping them to, to access other services, even though they are limited. But there are services in the community that offer support to, to people seeking asylum. There is people providing food, 
um, you know, Mikey vouchers, gift vouchers. Um, there are many volunteers in the community um, offering um, some housing support, even for a couple of weeks. Um, there are um, church, you know, uh, parishes in the community supporting supporting families with accommodation. And, and there are people in the communities who um, have uh, small businesses who are also, you know, putting their hands up and saying, I want to help uh, people seeking asylum, offering employment. So we do have a program where we go out to the community to look for employers who will offer job opportunities for people seeking asylum. So we're doing our best mm. to connect them, you know, so they can, um, you know, have uh, the very basic um, skills that will help them, um, you know, in the long term, um, you know, um, with, with um, their uh, social inclusion and, and economic participation, you know, because mm. people don't want to live out of charity their right. whole life. However, um, if we do help them, you know, gain those skills and connect them, um, the, the life can be easier for them while they're waiting for the protection to be assessed mm. and, and resolved. Makes sense. We need to take a short break, Tomasa. Can you hold the line? Yes, sure. Welcome back to Viewpoint Systems. I'm your host, Henry Grosek. I'm in a bit of a discussion with Tomasa Ruiz, who's the Integrated Services Manager at the Asylum Seekers Resource Centre in the Dandenong Branch. Welcome back, Tomasa. Thank you. Now, Tomasa, as we were saying um, off air, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions in the community, often driven by fear and what people read in the media and sometimes what they hear from government about uh, asylum seekers. Uh, But there are many, many good stories and I'm sure in your work you've come across some of those and uh, can you share a story with with our listeners? Yeah. Look, um, um, first of all, I think uh, it is important that people understand that um, what they hear on the media and, and sometimes what people share on social um, uh, media outlets is not necessarily um, accurate. So um, one, one of the reasons why I am so passionate um, around the issue of um, refugees and people seeking asylum is because I have been um, a refugee myself and I have gone through work in, in my own country, and, and I was um, uh, I was forced to to live and, and, and seek refuge. So I understand how difficult it is to start a new life in, in a different country. And and um, you know when when people come here, they bring with them um, a lot of a lot of hope. Uh, for for a different future, they they do um, they want to be um, you know productive people. They want mm. to be part of a community, and they want to make Australia their new home. So if you give people the opportunity, you'll be amazed on on how much they can they can do with with little resources. 
Um, we have, um, through the Dandenong program last year, we 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 got a, a, a number of people seeking asylum uh, into a small chokos. Mm -hmm. And as part of that show course, uh, where they learn the very basics about the the Australian um, workplace uh, and the basic occupational health and safety, um, you know, people um, got uh, work experience. And as a result of work experience, a couple of them were offered jobs. The employer was so happy the way they have, you know, um, apply themselves in the workplace and and you know uh, when when those people came back to the office you could see in their face how their life has changed how happy how in control they were of their lives and then um, we were so surprised that um, just on, on the last week of, of, of the year before we uh, were into this um, end of the year holidays Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of them came back to the office with a donation of $300 and, and a bag of groceries that as donations for um, for a program. You know, we were so touched to see how people, uh, how grateful people are and how they want to, con to give back to the community um, when they are in a different position. Mm -hmm. So we... Yeah, we got another story of of um, another person who has been um, granted a, a temporary protection visa. This person was able to start a small business. Mm -hmm. and, you know, he, he's doing really well in his business. And during the bushfire crisis, he contacted one of the charities and made a donation of $10,000. Wow. towards the, the 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 bushfire appeals and and you know uh, you think about that and you think i mean he's not making um a lot of money but he was prepared to share whatever he's making um to the community so that tells you a lot it, it certainly does and uh, while you were talking about your lived experience yourself Tomasa as a refugee it reminded me of my parents generation uh, they came out in the 1950s with many people from uh, Europe my parents were Polish and German and uh, you're certainly right they they wanted to make a, a, a new start in a new country and uh, uh, in term, and, and a better life for their children. And I can remember many Definitely. times my parents telling me, we've made a big sacrifice and you need to work hard and get a good education because education is the key. Yeah. Now, you provide a lot of educational services through the Resource Centre. You might like to tell us a little bit about them. Yeah. So, as I was saying, in um, both uh, Foxgray and, and Dandenong, we provide English for work. So um, that has now a, a very specific focus on on work because um, a lot of the people seeking asylum don't have uh, an income. No. So they are desperate in finding a job. And we, um, we feel like um, having um, English that is specific will help them gain those um, the basic language back in the vocabulary they need to communicate in the workplace. So we got a dedicated team of volunteers 
who um, prepare um, those those classes, and then uh, when when the, we do run that um, four days a week uh, during school times, and then um, they are very well attended. We do uh, English level one and English level two, and then we got um, volunteers who provide um, a skills workshop. And we also have our employment program where we provide, um, as I said, one-on-one uh, um, uh, support to, to people uh, finding employment. They they go through their uh, resumes and, and the requirements depending on what kind of job they need to, um, to focus on, understanding um, what the requirements are of the employers is and, and you know locations all those things that um sometimes we take for granted but when you are new in a country you you know the way you look for work is completely different as you um, did in in the country of origin so we we work with them on that and it's depending on each person because the knowledge and the need is different for every person so we um the service is, is um you know addressed to the need of the particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, through a post-trade office, there, there are many other services. We provide emergency relief and also legal services, housing, um, and, and of course, we do have our innovation hub where we provide, um, you know, English employment and, and women empowerment and so many other services. There are. You've got which such a... Some of those will be... Um, hopefully provided from that and when we open a new app. Yes, there are so many. Uh, one that you didn't mention but we touched on, uh, one of the your roles is advocating from lived experience, just reading off your website, and you recognise that the voices of people with a lived experience of seeking asylum are often absent from the debate and you have a program training young advocates to tell their own story. Tell us a bit more about that program. Yeah, so what the ESRC is uh, identifying, you know, people in the community who don't only have a story to tell, but they are willing to tell the story. Remember that people bring with them a lot of trauma and a lot of fear, and there are a lot of people who are not comfortable on telling the story. Um, but um, by promoting that, we identify people who are not only, um, you know, have a story, but they are willing to share that. By by doing that, we are hoping to contribute to uh, to raise awareness of, of what is happening. But on the other hand, um, you know, give a voice to to people, um, mm-hmm. and and by doing that, encourage others to 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 tell the story. Um, we, we, by doing that also, we are raising awareness of, of the realities of refugees and, and people seeking asylum and, you know, putting a face to that so people, um, you know, don't um, don't focus on, on the numbers and the amount of money that the government spends on um, keeping people on the table, but rather on uh, understanding who are these people, uh, where they're coming from, what's the story, what was the um, the reason um, that forced them to leave the country, why they can't go back to those countries, you know, because 
when when you are forced to leave, you don't have a choice, you know. Mm. You you have to leave um, to protect your life and, and the life of, of your loved ones. And, and that's the story of, of, of the refugees around mm. the world, you know. It is, and uh, you're quite right about um, telling the story because uh, ignorance uh, ignorance is poison. Uh, Tomas, it's been a, such a pleasure chatting with you and... Uh, the work that you're doing, I do commend you on that and uh, the success you've made as a person who's come as a refugee from another country and I uh, I commend you on that. Thank you. And and thank you for having us and, and, and for your interest in getting your listeners to... Um, to, to hear a little bit more about the work we do, but also um, to, to the compassion towards the people seeking asylum and, and understanding that um, they, 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 there was not um, a choice. Mm, um, they, they have to leave the country uh, for uh, many reasons, and, um, and we can only support them to um, integrate into the community and, 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 and provide a better life for, for the families, which is absolutely what, and it's an only issue. what they only ask for, you know. Yes, and uh, and the work you're doing is great and wonderful, and uh, it's it's an issue that strikes many countries around the world, and I'm sure that the work you're doing could be uh, of great interest to people in many countries who are grappling with the same problem. We'll take a short break, listeners. <laughs> 